0: Welcome back to episode 43 of WCAT Chats. I'm Nathan Raju. Alongside me here is Palmer Ruth, and we're joined today by a very special guest, Zaid El-Shahabi. Zaid, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell the viewers a little bit about you.
1: Uh, my name is Zaid Alshahabi. shahabi uh, Class of 2026. I'm a sophomore. and I play for the basketball team.
2: You know, I can tell you've been working on you know getting your recruiting to have your like, little you know Twitter bio down pretty easily.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I've worked on that with my dad. Um, Twitter bio's coming along great. I mean, if anybody comes to my profile, then they get to see that, so...
0: So talk to us about the basketball season's going. The boys have been having a really great year. It's been really fun to watch. Talk to us. What's been your favorite moment so far?
1: Yeah, I mean it's been great. I mean from from when the season started to obviously now we have a winning record. Team chemistry's been great so far. Um, just coming along, especially the new coach, the new change. We didn't know what was gonna what we were gonna expect. Obviously, uh, team's coming along great together, and let's see what we can do for more. Try to uh, goals to win region, to make it the state, and have a home game here in the state tournament. So.
2: And then you talk about a new coach coming in, Coach Hicks. How has that really shifted the, the culture of the team and also kind of a winning mentality?
1: I mean, yeah, it's been a, it's been a great change. Um, we have this word, it's called Meraki. You might hear us from the, the huddles, we say it. Um, it's just a word that means togetherness. Um, and we also do lots of team huddles. So, I mean, just a little the micro games that we're winning has been playing a big part mm-hmm. in us uh, having a winning record and being third in our region.
0: Being together as a team, how have you guys bonded off the court to really build your team chemistry?
1: I mean, yeah. Uh, bonding off the court, uh, obviously went to Savannah. Went to Savannah for a tournament. Uh, we had uh, a couple off days there. We uh, bonded together. Um, uh, just anytime we're uh, off the court, we're always there together. We're always uh, helping each other if we need. If, if anybody needs it, we're just there for each
2: and then last Friday, y'all took down Holy Innocence. Yeah. The place was packed. It was loud. It was an exciting game, taking down Caleb Wilson, and that whole Golden Bears team. What was that experience like? I mean,
1: it was absolutely electric, um, especially like the fans, and the crowd, and the play for K, just everything there. And then defeating, obviously, the five-star and the number one team in the region was just amazing. Um, yeah, and then we just can't be too complacent with winning that. So uh, just got to keep on going. And it was a great win, great night. So...
0: I know you obviously heard all the chants coming from the student section. If you had a favorite one out of all of them that you kind of picked out, what would you say? Dude, I
1: love the free throw merchant one. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, every time we got to the line, I mean, there was nothing we could do. We just had to put our hands up and you'd get to the line. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd scream, he'd miss, it'd be great. you just get the, the momentum.
2: I had one of the, like, team parents ask me what free throw merchant was. <laughs> and I had to explain. It was not that difficult of a concept. Yeah. They just yeah. couldn't understand it just <laughs> throughout the game. And then, obviously, you, we were talking about it before, but you were asking Nitin what the Spanish homework is. Because, obviously, you know, Westminster's an academically rigorous school yep. and you play a great sport. How do you kind of balance the two?
1: I mean, yeah, it's tough. But, again, it just comes with uh, just try, trying to do it uh, throughout the season. Obviously, I had to do it last year, too. So you kind of just start to build like just that, that that knowledge. Just when to when to start focus on basketball, when to focus on school, and just uh, just to try to keep a balance between that. And obviously, coordinating with your teachers and coaches. Obviously, being a student athlete is uh, hard to, man- to hard to maintain.
0: So, kind of rewinding back a little bit to when you were younger, what got you into basketball? When did you start playing? When were like your first experiences with the sport?
1: Yeah, so uh, I started playing overseas actually in Lebanon because. Um, Uh, I started playing Lebanon at the age of four, I believe. Uh, Went to this place called Sportsville. First lesson there. Um, It was great. I mean, and then I never stopped, never stopped picking up basketball after that, and it was fun on the little mini hoop, but still play. And I keep on going here to, like, the PRU scene, the younger leagues here, just kept on going to NYO to now. So it's been great.
2: And then what do you think has kind of, in the past year, been the biggest adjustment you've made to your game that's heavy? You had this great leap to now, you know, starting on varsity a lot, having great games like that tremendous game against Galloway and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just uh, trying to play with poise and not trying to get rushed um, all the time. Just know when to attack, when to kick it out. Obviously, that's still something I have to work on. But it's just, again, developing uh, – uh, to be more agile, just uh, knowing when to play, just developing a better IQ for the game. Mm-hmm. I think it's been a big step.
0: And for some people, they like the th- they like they like the three ball. Some like the layup. Uh-huh. If you had to choose, what shot is your go-to, your signature, your signature move?
1: I mean, usually, um, if I'm open for the three, I'm gonna take it, and um, I can easily attack left-hand layup on the left side uh, when I use. Yeah, so either the left-hand layup or the three, but I'm gonna have to say the three for sure.
0: You being a lefty. Especially in basketball, you see a lot of left-handed shooters like James Harden, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a signature. They're a lefty jumper. Mm-hmm. How do you like being a lefty, or do you think it kind of brings some new challenges, or do you think it actually helps you or benefits you in a way?
1: Well, I think I think both. I think it helps me. It benefits me because people usually they they know how to guard right-handed players. They don't really know how to guard both, and it's kind of uh, so I can use my left to my advantages if they if they uh, if they don't know how to stop it, and then. Uh, kind of a disadvantage. It's just like on the left side. Uh, obviously, if they force me to go right, you're gonna have to use your right much more, and it's vice versa if you're right, they force you to go left. But just trying to uh, play off, play off of two, play off uh, pl- using both hands. I think.
2: And then talk about, you know, you're a sophomore on the team, kind of the group of older upperclassmen, how they've kind of led you and kind of like given you some great teaching moments and kind of just taught you more.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, they have for sure. Um, obviously last year and this year, this year especially, uh, they've kind of stepped up to, lead, to the leadership role. Um, uh, m- most of the seniors have, especially uh, Hayes Carroll, he's always there. I mean, great guy, great chemistry guy, just tries to bring the team up along with all the other seniors, so
0: other than Hayes who would get to shout out from the senior side i mean there's there's so many of them and they they all they all seem like characters uh, talk to us maybe about a special moment you've had with one of your seniors
1: uh, sure so uh, obviously it was on the court um, me and Matt when we're on defense and then we get a 10 second violation violation call for example or we're uh, just all over, uh, all over, just trying to get the ball, obviously. We're sharing a special moment between that. Uh, we're happy for each other. We're glad we're getting steals, layups, breakaway layups. That's a special moment I had with one of the
2: seniors. Mm-hmm. And then, this honestly may get cut, but um, uh-huh. after, you know, the game Friday, you just got mobbed by Lawton. There. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you friends with him? Like, yeah, was so, <laughs> uh,
1: so I was in I was in Jantern with him, okay. Lawton, so we were talking about basketball. Uh, he's a great guy. I mean – and then when we came. He came on the court. I was so surprised with that. I was so happy. I just, we just, yeah. yeah. It was a great moment. Yeah, because
0: so. usually you see that in football where everybody kind of storms the field, but you don't really see that in the basketball. Yeah, no, it, was, in the it basketball was like just law and like oh, yeah. one other it was person. Just Lawton <laughs> running out on the other field. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then kind of
2: watching NBA. Is there any like player you kind of mo- model your game after? Or you try to take p- pieces and parts from.
1: I mean, uh, definitely like you were saying before, James Harden. I watch him sometimes. So obviously, the lefty with a step back is very popular. I also love the explosiveness and the ability of Russell Westbrook, obviously, when he was in his prime, just the way he gets the rim and then just his explosiveness in general. So, those are probably the two people.
0: So, are you a fan of the Thunder?
1: No, I'm a fan nah, of the Hawks. Okay. But the Hawks are not doing so great right now. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah. All right, if, if,
0: you were, if you were the GM, what, what move would you make for the Hawks?
1: Um, one, I would, try to, I would have tried to trade for Siakam. We had the chance, and I think we had the opportunity. And then, two, um, I might have to trade DeJounte Murray. Oh. So.
0: Even after the two, the two game winners yes. in the past week?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: how do you
2: think, you know, Trey with how great he is offensively but how he hurts the defensive backcourt, you know? Is he yeah. is he there for a long-term term championship sh- future, or do you think we should get uh, rid of him?
1: I don't think he's there for a long-term championship future. Um, I think, obviously, he's done – a tremendous things for the Hawks, but I don't think he has a team that he can build around to make himself to make mm-hmm. them a championship-caliber team. But I mean, he shoots shots 40, 45 footers when we're down two, with like 30 seconds left when we don't need it, and surprisingly, either goes in, everybody loves him, or that misses and everybody hates him. So mm. it could be one of those days for Trey.
2: And then one last Hawks question. We'll go back to talking about yourself. Thoughts on you know Quinn Snyder being the head coach? How it kind of came in and you know him kind of being yeah. I don't want to say Trey's coach, but
1: yeah, yeah. So I, I remember him coming in. I remember them having I think a really successful year in the beginning, and then him kind of revolving around Trey. And then I think as the years went on, I think it just he was fine with Trey shooting more and like Trey could just it's kind of Trey's game and then everybody else is revolving about around him. When you have two superstars, Jante and Trey, so I think that was a That was a mistake, I believe, that he made. And then, obviously, we're considered, quote, the most mid-team in the NBA. So, uh, I mean. It's better than the worst. Yeah, exactly. Would you rather be a Pistons fan? No, no. Wow, I feel bad for them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And now, going back to the Westminster side of things, every team tend to have pre-game slash post-game traditions. Some you can talk about, some you can't. Uh If you had one of those that you want to share, what would that be about how you guys really come together as a family?
1: Yeah, so uh, a postgame tradition. Obviously, uh, uh, once we, whenever we win, uh, we do we, we sing a song. Um, I'm not gonna say that song, but we sing a song. Uh, it's a great time for the for the team. And whenever we yeah, whenever we win, we sing that song. So it's just a great postgame tradition.
2: Mm-hmm. And then you with a sophomore, you know, you kind of know. Obviously, being on varsity, you know all the older kids. Tell me about some younger kids who people may not who've not really gone onto the spotlight. Maybe they're still on JV. Maybe yeah. they're you know, riding the bench on varsity who are really going to make an impact in the future.
1: Yeah, okay, so next year, um, obviously, we're, uh, we don't have that much of a big next year. So I think Carson, Carson Meador, is going to have to step up. Um, he's a great player um, to try to probably get, get a big bigger because we're in a different region, I believe, next yeah. year. It's going to be much more challenging, obviously, with the bigs especially. So Carson, very good player. Um, can't wait to see what he does next year with us. And then, obviously, uh, a fellow A friend of mine, Caleb Patterson, a great guy, very quick, active on defense. Um, I can't wait uh, next year to be with him and see how it is. And then um, we also have uh, another lengthy guy, uh, Chris Omar, another big. So uh, I can't wait to see how those two uh, uh, perform on varsity. So...
0: So you and your fellow sophomore, Nico Searle, have both been on varsity. Sophomore sensation. Yeah. <laughs> I believe they're known. Talk to us about how you guys are both on varsity freshman year and now together sophomore year. How has that kind of bond developed over the past two years?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been great. Um, obviously developing that with Nico since the freshman year, um, both going through together um, as being varsity as a freshman. And then obviously now performing, both of us performing well as a sophomore. I think it's just uh, not only strengthened, but like just helped uh, Help team and like ourselves just bond and have a better relationship
2: Mm -hmm. and then earlier this week you got your first ever dunk not in game
1: not in game
2: but you know when or when can we maybe see that coming to Turner Gym
1: I don't know hopefully (laughs) hopefully junior year okay Uh, aim for junior year hopefully yeah but when I got my first dunk I was absolutely electric I mean emotions were hot I mean it was just a great day so
0: have we seen a dunk from a Westminster Wildcat this year
1: no, Brenner no? had so many opportunities, and the team would get mad at him for not taking them.
0: Brenner
2: is, is jumping. He's jumping. Yeah, yeah, he is. And then, you know, you obviously talk about, you know, working on being recruited, and you have your Twitter. Only 90 followers. We'll, we'll discuss that later. <laughs> it's all good. But, you know, how, how, are you, how are you kind of going through that whole process of, you know, still only a sophomore, so plenty of time, but, you know, looking forward to the next level and trying to get yourself prepared so you'll be in an opportunity to be able to play at the next level?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's all. That's been my goal always to play the next level, of college ball. Um, Just trying to get my name out as much as I can, so uh, that means, I mean, I guess just doing whatever it takes just for people to recognize and see that obviously I go to Westminster but I can play basketball. Like obviously Westminster's not a, it wasn't in the past, not a very strong basketball school, so I'm looking to change that and obviously just try to get my, or Westminster and Westminster's name out, uh, that we're a good strong basketball team, so.
0: Talking about Westminster, let's let's take a couple steps off the court, and it's been your second year now in the high school. If you had a favorite tradition outside of the, outside of Turner, what would that be?
1: Favorite tradition like
2: maybe Battle Buckhead, or in oh, general or like field okay. day, okay. something
1: okay. like that. Okay. One uh, of the one of the Messiah.
2: I don't know if you're a big oh, Messiah yeah. guy.
1: <laughs> Not a big Messiah guy. One um, of my favorite traditions. Let's think. Um, obviously, Battle Buckhead's really fun to go to. We have. Uh, uh, field day sometimes. Uh, what else? Oh, the pep rallies. Pep rallies are really fun to go to. I mean, just all those, just the, getting just, uh, just the high school ones.
2: And then this year, we had the first bottle of Buckhead on the hardwood for the first time in four yes. years. Go over to Lovett, go to the Riverbank, and take down the Lions. What was that like?
1: I mean, it was great. I had multiple friends on that team. Obviously, we were saying stuff to each other that we were, he, they were going to win, we were going to win. Obviously, we came out on their home court, uh, beat them, I believe, by 15. I don't know exactly the score. But um, it was great. I mean, we had a great student check in there at Lovett too. It was a Saturday night, so I'm glad they came. And then... Uh, we just had the energy, and we won. Okay, so we won by 16. Yep. 6 I mean, It was a great game. So, Both of them
0: electric games. If you had to pick between Holy Innocence and Love It, which game would you choose to be better? Because, I mean, the Love It, you have a little bit more personal beef, but um, beating Holy Innocence is like beating the Giant.
1: Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to say Holy Innocence. I mean, ever, I, I've never seen uh, that packed house at Westminster before, at Turner before. I mean, it was just great. Uh, energy was great. Took that number one team. Although Love It was amazing, I mean, Holiness is just kind of better. It was just a great win.
2: Hopefully, I don't know if you have any inside info, but are, should we be expecting a Westminster Love It at home next year? Does uh, it kind of work, or like a I little go, home I, and away?
1: And I hopefully we can get more, like, friendly matches like this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be home away, home away. So. Yeah, hopefully next hopefully year. Hopefully next year we can that would be it. That yeah. would be crazy. That'd crazy that'd be, environment. Yeah, that'd be insane.
0: Especially if it's like, a Friday night, not yes. a Saturday night, too. Yes. That'd be... Yeah, it was a Saturday night on a holiday weekend. Yeah, I was that was, out of town. that was still yeah. a really good crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And then, you know, talking about, you know, is there really any big coach that's really made the biggest impact, whether that be at Westminster, you know, back, you know, away from school, helping your basketball game?
1: A Coach? Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, um, so I have a coach who I've been working with, I think, since sixth grade. Um, he's he's played overseas at Europe. His name's Coach Aftum. Uh You can see him. He comes to almost – all the games. I mean, he's a great, he's a great, uh, great coach, great trainer, just great person overall. Helps develop. He's developed my game in so many ways. I mean, it's kind of unimaginable, but like, I mean, he's probably one of the best coaches I've been with for a long time. So,
0: do you have any pregame rituals or superstitions? Are you that kind of guy who has to have the same sock every game? You got to put left, <laughs> left first then right. So, Anything you do?
1: I mean, so one thing that I do every game is that. Um, so I, I say a prayer. I say a prayer when the Star Spangled Banner is going off. I say a uh, prayer every time. Two prayers, actually in Arabic, every time. I say that uh, injury-free and I just have a great game. So that's that's a pre-game ritual that I do. I'm the Star Spangled is playing, So
2: I mean, thank you so much, Say. But one yeah. final question before we let you go: If you could give one piece of advice to a younger you or a younger basketball player, what would that be?
1: Uh, don't get caught up in the social media. I mean, that some some of that's. Some of that's fake. I mean, don't believe everything you see on it. Uh, just focus and just try to get better overall. So, yeah.
0: Yep. Thank you, Zade. Yeah, thank Wish you, you guys nice. and the basketball team a really good end of the year and hopefully a deep run of the state playoffs.
1: Thank you.
2: State championship 2024. Yes,
0: sir. Thank you, Zade. It was great to learn a little bit about him and about the basketball team. who have been just amazing to watch. I mean, I know Palmer and I have been to a couple of the games, and there's just an awesome atmosphere. I know Palmer's getting his pictures for the WCAT Twitter and talking about that Twitter. Make sure to check that out. Palmer keeps it up to date with some of the great scores from all around campus, and it's a great way to stay connected uh, with all things Westminster. And talking about Westminster, let's get right into Westminster sports. Palmer, take it away. Yeah, so we just talked a little bit about Zade,
2: but amazing basketball versus Holy Innocence. Girls and boys play for K-Night, a tremendous atmosphere event. Guys got the win, 70-63. to On the graphic on that yeah, Twitter is the man, the myth, the legend, Zade El-Shabi. to It
0: was a big win for the Cats, as they mentioned. He picked that over the Battle of Buckhead, which just kind of shows you how much of a big game that was for the Cats. And the girls did fall down to a really strong Holy Innocence squad, but they will be able to bounce back in the next couple of games as they make a push for a strong playoff Mm -hmm. as well.
2: And then also that Friday night was the Metro meet diving. And three divers from Westminster, L.A. Anthony, Trevor Dempsey and one other whose name I'm suddenly blanking on right now finished in the top 10. Hold up. We'll do some research. But also then the next day was actually the swim part of the Metro meet, which was tremendous and a great time for the Cats. Boys got second. Girls took the W. And boy, oh boy, there were a lot of state cuts. It was Hallie Harris, who was the third, who's apparently, according to Wild Kid updates, a senior now. Oh, So losing some eligibility there, not like current
0: NCAA. Uh, Going back to those people you said got their state cut, a lot of freshmen (laughs) getting their state cut. So a strong future for the Westminster swim program.
2: We'll actually cover all those names. Courtney Miller, Charlotte Bowler, Wyatt Roberts, Margaret Justice,
0: and then... Shout out to Katie Christofferson who broke two new meet records in the 200 IM and 100 breaststroke. But then later that day, she broke both them records again actually? Yes. Wow. What uh she's kind of building herself a little bit of the she's taking over the records a little bit, you know, open up the swim records in the next couple of years and just see her name plastered everywhere. And for the guys, her brothers and the Christofferson's are going to start owning Westminster swimming.
2: And then also Eric and Wyatt also got state cuts as well as Chase Myers, the dog himself, baseball player, swimming fanatic, and he got it. 59.60, and the cut was a, exactly one minute. So a tremendous job winning his heat in the finals. I mean, just tremendous swimming there by Chase. I know you'll be sad. Won't get him out on the diamond until after, I believe, February 9th. But he's going to help out the swim and dive team.
0: Well, good luck to the catfish, as they like to be called, um, as they make a push into the state swim, and hopefully they can bring back another, uh, another state championship for Westminster. Yep. And then also that
2: Saturday... Westminster basketball took on Clarkston. Girls got the win, seventy-eight to nineteen, and boys and got the win, eighty to fifty-five. That's tremendous. That's what you Two like wins. to see. That is high quality stuff all around. And then, like I mentioned, girls got first,
0: boys got second behind Marist. And, and then, today we have on Wednesday we have the match day for Westminster wrestling. So our Mat Cats will be taking on South Gwinnett and Central Gwinnett at south gwinnett so if you're not able to catch that up it should be on nfhs streaming so make sure to check that out maybe not from wcat but there should be some streaming platform streaming that if you want to check that out as well and then last night
2: like zade mentioned basketball took on hateville charter unfortunately the girls or the boys unfortunately came out on the wrong side of things but the girls
0: when palmer's finding that score remember also tonight's senior night for the catfish it is so make sure to come out there'll probably be some food um, around there. So if you're a student go out check it out. There
2: will be Chick-fil-A. Oh,
0: look at and that. And the girls got the win over hateville Charter
2: Girls basketball 58 to 20. And you know this senior night, you know a lot of schools like to schedule, you know, a patsy, a team that they can easily beat on senior night. Not the Westminster swim and dive. They go up against Coach Lochrin's former school, Walton, which is the powerhouse. A powerhouse. So it's not going to be like Westminster's about to run over some team Heck, it may not even go the right way. But it's going to be a very competitive night. A lot of fast swims. A lot of guys still looking for their state cuts or even their second state cut so that they can be on. It's their last chance, right? Even MK Bowler, a senior, trying to get her fourth state cut of her career here tonight so that she can continue and not be done with swimming after this. So it should be a great night. And then looking forward this week.
0: Yep, girls basketball and boys basketball We'll be taking on Marist at well, sev- on the twenty seventh.
2: Girl, that girls' basketball game actually got canceled. But okay. before we skip to there, tomorrow wrestling heads up to Whitfield to take on Walker and Whitfield. Then Friday, a new event started by the new idea, Coach Soares, Pl- uh, Night of Champions, which will happen during halftime of the Pidea game that go for girls basketball, and they're going to honor. All seven state championship teams from last year, as well as all eight individual state champions. So I'm sure that'll be a great event there. I know I'll be there. When sure. is it? That? That'll be Friday night. This Friday night. This so Friday. If you make sure to be out there. Then,
0: make sure to come out.
2: And then Saturday morning, boy, if you're into some seventh and eighth grade boys basketball, we have the league championship going on. Should be really exciting. And a pummer will be there. I probably won't. But then guys basketball goes and takes on Marist
0: yep at, at five o'clock and the girls who were game was scheduled for 330 but they will be moving that to later so if you're in the Marist area you could just go go check I saw out' Vi go no. check out Ooh, the boys something. the boys basketball game those are always fun to watch and then they'll be back on Tuesday at home on the 30th to face Southwest to cab high and that is actually one out of three home games that the cats have left on the schedule. So it'll be the last one for a good bit. They will have four more away games. So it's the 30th, and then there's two more on the 8th and the 9th. So if you haven't been able to catch a boys' basketball home game or a girls' basketball home game, make sure to get those out in the next couple weeks. And then guess what's coming up this Saturday? Some spring sports are having some scrimmages. Boys
2: the cross is scrimmaging up against North Gwinnett. Girls the cross is home against Pope. And then boys soccer has a little bit of a green and white game going on in the stadium. Although, there is going to be a little bit of weather in the area, so we'll see if those games get through. But it's crazy, especially since I believe I know baseball's first real game, as well as boys lacrosse, is in 15 days, February 8th.
0: That's the first scrimmage for the guys. Oh, well,
2: for these, it's their first game, I know. So it's crazy how it's – January and we're having spring sports really is just fantastic but I mean that boys lacrosse program trying to repeat as back-to-back state champions after they took down Lovett up at Denmark High for the state championship last year so it should be a really exciting one there and then girls soccer going for their what ninth straight ninth straight yeah hopefully they can keep that going
0: hopefully they can get up to 10 I mean that would that would be crazy 10 state championships in a row is just, just a dynasty at that point that's more, than, than, a a more dynasty. than a dynasty. And shifting away from That's Westminster legendary. sports, let's hit the professional <laughs> sports side. We talked a little bit about the Hawks, so we're going to shift it up and go to the NFL. And the divisional playoffs, the playoffs have been kind of in peak mode right now. We're coming towards the semifinals mm-hmm. of – NFL, so we had, we, had, we had how many games, Palmer? We had four games four, over the weekend, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, Palmer. Uh, drill me those scores.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, pretty much the only blowout of the entire weekend, and it wasn't a blowout until after halftime. Ravens took down the Texans 34-10. Then 49ers did beat the Packers, you know, okay, Palmer. On, by three, you know. Good job. This the youngest NFL playoff team of all time by the Packers. Plenty of time ahead. I mean, we weren't expected to make the playoffs, right? And some Falcons fans are giving me crap about, oh, the Packers had a disappointing season. Would you rather have had the Packers season or the Falcons season where you're going to have the eighth overall pick, not really going to get anyone special, blow it all again with who knows who's going to be their head coach? But we'll talk about all that head coach stuff next. Then – Bucks, Lions, a little bit of controversy at the end. Why didn't Todd Bowles call his final timeout? Maybe they could have dro- drove down and gotten it. They ultimately don't. And then Chiefs, Bills, Tyler Bass misses wide right of some phrases that Bills fans have been hearing since the 90s and their pain and misery against Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Taylor Swift continue.
0: Uh, yeah, I like, like Palmer's little throw in there. Taylor Swift, I mean... Going back we to got it. That'll get all
2: the like yeah. girls to watch podcast when they see that Taylor Swift is mentioned.
0: Going back to the Ravens-Texans game, 34-10. to Going into halftime, it was tied at 10s, I believe. And then the Ravens just pulled away. I mean, the Texans, what a story. C.J. Stroud leading leading the way there for a team that wasn't expected to do much this year.
2: DeMarco Ryan, what a head They've coach. They
0: pulled off a really great year, even though they, they fell to the Ravens, who've had an even better year. Uh, that was a great run for the Texans. And then, as Palmer mentioned, <clears throat> the Packers did fall to the 49ers. Due to a, not, I wouldn't say due to a, but in lieu of a uh, missed field goal by Carlson, as we saw um, in multiple games this week, even in the Chiefs Bills game. And a little story that I saw this morning actually um, Tyler Bass had to delete all the social media after um, receiving some threats, but a little positive note on that Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia and Chiefs Kingdom came together and they ended up donating money to a uh, cat. Cat charity yeah. um, that was that's supported by Tyler Bass. So, even though um, he didn't, the, beat, the Bills weren't able to come away with a the win, there was still some positive note um, that happened for Tyler Bass and the community.
2: Yeah, you know, I personally have been a pretty big Tyler Bass guy. You know, I've had him on my fantasy team. You know, if I couldn't really get Harrison Bucker, he was kind of my backup. So, you know, I'm a big Bass guy, you know, and he, you know, he's a small mouth Bass. He doesn't really talk too much, keeps to himself. And, you know, I hope that, you know, people can stop giving him crap because it was a cold. Windy night up there in Buffalo. It happens. It happens. The, the wind going off a Lake, not Lake Erie. Yeah, it's Lake Erie that's up there, I believe. You know, Niagara Falls, just about 45 miles a bit north oh, yeah. there. 45? <clears throat> I want to say. I've done the drive from that. I've done that drive before. And then, you know, this weekend, Chiefs Ravens, 3 p.m. in Baltimore pretty interesting. Uh, Palmer, is actually 30, it's actually 30
0: actually 33 miles. That's
2: pretty good. So, ask, if you were to ask most people in Atlanta at Westminster how many miles are between Highmark Stadium and Niagara Falls, I think no people are going to be nowhere close.
0: I mean, if you wanted to, you could kind of detour yourself and then make that a 45 miles.
2: Well, I mean, yes, I could make the detour from my house here to love it, which would really only be like 2 miles and I can make that a 1,000 miles if I really wanted to. There you go, Palmer. But Moving on, 49ers Lions then will be Sunday at 6:30, and I gotta say I enjoy the scheduling. There's no
0: 8:30 games, right? There's
2: a 3 p.m. and a 6:30.
0: Yeah, you turn on the TV at 3 o'clock, and then you get you go to bed at 10. I mean, Uh, it's two high quality football games. Super Bowl's gonna be
2: at 6:30. Does that feel early? That does seem a little bit early. But I'm happy about it. You
0: have to think about this too, right? Um, It's a Sunday. People at work on Monday. Typically. Typically, it might be a little bit later, but. That does open it up for a lot more people to watch the games. But think about it as a West, as a West Coast fan. You're, you're turning the TV on at 3.30? I guess the same time last year. Yeah, who cares about the people and West Coast? Yeah, we're, we're we're here on the East Coast. Yeah, East Coast rules. Um, and then Braves haven't really done anything. Nothing much. The MLB has just kind of been slowly but surely. No big signings in the past. Reese Hoskins, I'm glad Reese to see him
2: out of the East. You know, I feel like the Brewers have their type. Right? They do, they
0: do. They always have that one guy who strikes out a lot but hits a lot of bombs. Well, I and was
2: kind of thinking that kind of like, you know,
0: big first baseman,
2: Yeah. right? You know, you got Daniel Vogelbach was there, Rowdy Tellez, now Reese Hoskins. Hopefully he can come back from that
0: 20 ACL. I wouldn't put Reese Hoskins in the same no, category. not those, necessarily. Those two uh, hefty gentlemen. But <laughs> uh, the MLB is silly, but surely the spring training games start up in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. several weeks. But uh, we'll keep you up to date whenever those happen as well. And then is there NCAA basketball, you know. Yeah, March Madness coming around the corner in a couple months. So. Texas, they've been bad.
2: Back-to-back Big 12 wins over top 12 ranked teams. Last night, you know who they took down? Oklahoma, down with the Sooners. Tremendous stuff to see, you know. Yeah, it'll be it a, is currently 8.47 really a.m. and OU still sucks.
0: It's going to be a really fun March this year. With all these tournaments, we'll have a WCA. We'll have another WCAT March Madness pick, pick, in, and we'll have a little competition between me, Palmer, and, and obviously Alex, who couldn't make it with us today. But it'll be a really fun March, and we'll we'll probably have some competitions going on here, some bragging rights on the yeah. line. Did you you see kind of that Caitlin Clark kind of like controversy yeah. thing? Uh, I, from the from the video I saw, it kind of looked like they were both kind of running, minding their own business, and kind of yeah. just ran into each other. I wouldn't necessarily blame no. it on. Um, the fan or Caitlin Clark, but I think uh, the way that um, it was approached was kind of just like Caitlin's not wrong. Yeah. But it is what it is. Um, hopefully, she's not injured for too long. I know she had a little bump and a bruise, but. Mm. Yeah, I mean, thank you guys so much. This was a great
2: episode. Thank you, Zaid. And, you know, a lot of sports look forward to. Now they're going to have this overlap between winter and spring. Going to be really exciting. Lots of stuff we'll have for you. And we already even have next week's episode planned. We're really working ahead now. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, WCAT Chats, we're always one step ahead. Exactly. As always, thank you guys for watching, and go Cats. Go Cats.